bringing Gator Nation a different Gator great every episode. This is Jabari Gaffney. You're listening to the All For The Gators podcast. Hey, I'm Earl Everett. You're not a Gator, you're Gator bait. This is Bo Carroll. Hey, I'm Rita Anthony. This is Kiwan Ratliff, and you are listening to All For The Gators podcast. This is Seatric Faison, a.k.a. C4. This is Brandon James. This is Jack Jackson. Go Gators. Hi, this is your boy Jeremy Mincy, a.k.a. Mr. Mintz, and we were the All For The Gators podcast. This is Ben Trooper. You're listening to the All For The Gators podcast. Hey, guys, this is Jarvis Moss. Go Gators. You're rocking with Lee Toe Shepard, and we're all for the Gators podcast, man. Top notch. This is Chris Doring, and you're listening to the All for the Gators podcast. And now, your Gator alumni hosts, John, Andy, and Sid. And here we go. It's a big week this week, gentlemen. It's a big day today. It is. Yeah, big day today. Swamp Kings on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. How about you guys? Not yet. I started it, and then I had to come do the show, and I want to get back and watch the rest of it. <laughs> it's awesome. From what I saw, the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes is ridiculous. As you know, I like to go by the Gator Jets, so I'm going to watch the Swamp Things, and then I'm going to flip over and watch uh, on HBO. Uh, or I'm sorry, it's not HBO anymore, not on Max, to see the Hard Knocks. So. I recommend Swamp Kings, not Swamp Things. Swamp Things? Swamp Kings? Yeah. I don't know. Kings <laughs> of the Swamp? They're not the things of the Swamp? <laughs> Uh, kings and things. <laughs> I like superheroes. Swamp Thing. Come on now. Heather Locklear. Now you're talking. <laughs> Andy, how much have you watched? Like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah? What have you gotten out of it so far? Just don't give us too much. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm going to give it away. I mean, it, it's early on, obviously. It's uh, one of our former guests oh. is in the beginning of it. Excellent. Mr. Harris. Nice. So he's in there. Um, Clearly those producers know what they're doing because that guy's a star. I, I could yeah. listen to him talk all day. And I imagine he's probably going to be filmed throughout because he is amazing. Yep. Shout out to friend of the show. Yeah, it obviously starts with Urban. So it talks, you know, gets going with Urban's tenure there You know, when he first came over. How he introduced himself to the team and some of the tactics that he used to try to weed out kind of the, uh, the guys that weren't all in. And then he talks about how he started finding out who his leaders were. And uh, the first one he talks about is pretty impressive. Ooh. <laughs> okay. It's, a, it's some funny stories coming out of that one. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Look at Andy dropping the yeah. professional tease. That, I, uh, I, I'm hooked. <laughs> I, I, maybe we should record the show later. Let's go watch it. It is funny. <laughs> maybe it we should funny. record a, a reaction episode. A Swamp Kings reaction episode. Not Swamp Things. Swamp Kings. Okay. I'm going to do a double feature. going to watch the Swamp Kings, and I'm going to watch the 1980s classic Swamp Things, and we're going to compare. <laughs> no, but it's it's really good. It's really good. I can only imagine. I mean, it's it's a good start, I'll tell you that. I'm hooked. Talking about a Swamp King. Our guest today sure was. You want to know who he is? Well, let's find out. Today's Gator Great came out of Tampa, Florida, where at Armwood High School, he was considered one of the country's top offensive linemen and the number one weak side tackle in the nation. By graduation, he was first team All-State and All-American, and pretty smart too, not just being a part of the National and Latin Honor Societies, but passing up on Big Ten powerhouses Michigan and Ohio State to come play for the old ball coach in Gainesville. As a Gator, he would anchor that O-line in the swamp for three years, playing in 35 games, providing that protection for Rexy, opening up holes for EG and others on the way to cementing his legacy as one of the best to ever do it in the orange and blue. He'd also go on to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. Gator Nation, I present to you two-time first-team All-SEC, three-time All-American, and let's just throw in their two-time SEC academic honor roll for kicks, Kynes Ironman Award winner, 2000 SEC champ, 
UF Athletics Hall of Famer, big number 71 on his chest, Michael Wayne Pearson. <laughs> there we go. My mother would be happy to use my full name. She hates that I go by Mike, so <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thing. First things first here, think happy birthdays in order, is that right? You're spending your birthday wow. with us? Wow, what an honor. Andy with the research. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually today. How about yeah. that? Thank you. Well, yeah. well, we'll try to make it worth your time. Thank you. Happy yeah, birthday. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing off the big day with you guys, the big 4-3. So. Happy birthday, man. Um, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, I know when we were first courting you to do the show, you didn't want to go step-by-step step to chronicle your career, but I got to ask you, you were All-State, All-American in, in high school, right? And then in college at UF, uh, you redshirted in 98, but when you played, you were All-American every year. Why did you redshirt? Uh, <laughs> because when you get to UF and you're uh, 250 pounds, maybe 255 soaking wet, and Zach Piller's about 320, <laughs> um, there's a pretty good reason why you're not going to be uh, cracking the starting lineup. So it was very obvious that um, – had to put the pounds on, you know, get in the weight room, um, all the all those good things that uh, that a lot of the young freshmen have to do when we first get there. So I, I had to I had the the, fit, the footwork, but definitely not uh, the size. So so just had to get get in there and get going. Did you have the height though? Were you were you six seven when you got there? Yeah, so, yeah. So I was gonna say, you know, it's not it's not tough being all state in high school when uh, when everybody else is, you know half your size and half your body weight. So it's, it's kind of easy to, to get those accolades in high school. Were you always like the big guy or did you have like a crazy growth spurt somewhere along the way? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, height wise, definitely always the taller kid. Um, you know, kind of funny story with high school is when, when I, I hate saying get recruited, but I got recruited the Armwood. And when I get there, the principal asked our head coach, he's like, this guy freaking sucks. He should play basketball. So I, I didn't, I didn't even look the part then, you know, it's like this, you know, fortunately, I guess playing left tackle, you have to have decent feet. So that was kind of the, uh, the MO there. Did you play basketball or any other sports? Uh, I did up until my sophomore year, but um, I think my, I want to say my, my freshman year, we had 22 games and I fouled out of 21. So I figured football was, <laughs> was a better route, was a better route to take. We actually grew up, with Steve Hutchinson, mm-hmm. uh, NFL Hall of Famer, Hutch. Yeah. In yeah. Coral Springs. He was actually, uh, he was one of my uh, hosts when I went to Michigan. Oh. Yeah, okay. Great guy. Okay, yeah, he was a year behind us in high school. I know Andy's brother is a little young, a year behind us in high school, right? And they were buddies. Yep. But I know me and Sid were from the same part of the town. So I, I went to elementary school with him. He was the size of a high yes. schooler in fifth grade. Yes. He was gigantic. Yeah. You know, did you find that when you got to UF, uh, a football program like UF, that guys were just massive like that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, <clears throat> referring to Zach Piller, yeah. um, you know, Cooper Carlisle, you know, a lot of these guys that uh, Kenyatta Walker would, you know, when I got there, I think I called my brother and I was like, hey, man, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, these guys are just 50, 60, 70 pounds heavier than me. He's like, I oh, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get there. So, yeah, just, I mean, big, huge men, you know, just, just, Big, large animals. Yeah, what's the secret to that? So how do you put the weight on? Like, how, how do you get the size? Uh, for me, honest to God, uh, setting an alarm around 1, 1 a.m. every morning and downing protein shakes and PBJs. I mean, that wow. was – I just had one of those, you know, I guess more, like I said, basketball body types, and I just had to eat all the time. It got to the point where I was just miserable. I just had to eat a protein shake or something every single day 
pretty much minute of the day. And especially as hot as it is in sure. yeah, I mean, especially as hot as it is in Gainesville, you know, I mean, it's just it's like the crock pot of the state, so you're always gonna be hot and sweaty. So after you were done playing, though, did you you return back to normal size? Obviously, you're not getting up and eating the proteins in the middle of the night. Was that no. was that a bit of an adjustment to go from offensive line size to just normal man in the streets? Like, like um, the first like every off season, believe it or not, because you know I'd, I'd be three ten or so um, in the off season, and then when you take a, a month or so off of just doing nothing, I dropped thirty pounds. Wow. Like, oh. just, and so I just, not, so it's hard work to be so big. <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, I'm, I'm a different, like I said, it's some of these guys have these huge, you know, ass and hips and, and <laughs> I was just more of a, a, a leaner type of guy. And so for me to, to put the weight on was just constant eat, eating and, and being in the weight room. So yeah, it, it wasn't a huge ordeal. Like now I'm down to 245, So I'm back to kind of looking more like a basketball type. I always wondered about that because you see the pounces yep. after they retired from the NFL and they shrunk. Yeah. And you see like Joe Thomas retired. Jeff and Saturday. Yeah, these guys yeah. just get tiny. Um, and I was wondering, so it must be just difficult to keep that weight on if it comes off that easy. It's that. Yeah. I think you just get tired of sweating all the time. So you figure <laughs> just let's, let's get the LBs down and, and that way you're not like just always hot and sweaty as a big O-lineman. I saw online uh, a video clip of, I think it was a Barstool Sports podcast, and they had Freddie T on. Mm -hmm. And they asked him if the story was true that Georgia left a bag full of 50 grand in cash uh, at his house or on his doorstep or something. And he acknowledged it. He didn't deny it. Really? Um, You know, it was a funny kind of conversation, but in the end, it happened. So, you know, you were being courted by Michigan, by Ohio State. Anything crazy like that happened to you? It's funny because I think Freddie T and, and Javon and those guys ruined it all for us to get some of those <laughs> bags of cash. So, thanks, Freddie. Thanks, Freddie yeah, T. Right. You know he's, he's my he's my favorite. You know I played with him in Jacksonville, but um, kind of not. I mean, didn't get a bag of cash, but kind of funny story with Michigan. You know that was kind of the maybe the the team I was going to pick besides Florida. So Coach Callahan, my high school coach, and I had come up with this spiel if you if you will for you know they're going to put the hard press on you when you're there when you're at the recruiting trip of hey we really want you to sign we want you to commit blah 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 so we we kind of came up with this idea of just telling them hey if you can get my girlfriend to school here and pay for her room and board and you know <laughs> pay for everything thinking that nobody would say yes to it right well i don't know if michigan wants to hear this and and he's he's gone now but but the, the last morning I was there on Sunday morning was out to breakfast. It was just, it was me, Lloyd Carr and Bo Schenbeckler. Bo was still there. So Lloyd, going Lloyd was the head coach, right? What was Bo doing there? <laughs> Bo was like ambassador. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, yeah, he's the mayor of, right. of Ann Arbor. Right. So, right. You know, and they're kind of putting the full court press. And, and so we just, they said, what are we going to do to get you here? And I, I kind of give them that spiel about my girlfriend and about this and that. And, Without even breaking a sweat, Bo Schimpecker. They're like, no problem. Schimpe- yeah, Schimpecker just goes, done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just sitting there going, oh, crap, this didn't work out. Like, not, not what uh, me and Coach Callahan had planned. So then I kind of quickly backfilled and said, well, let me, uh, you know. So that was my only kind of spiel of, uh, of getting enticed because, you know, like I said, I think Freddie T and the gang kind of ruined it for us, uh, for us young bucks to try to get any cash. Did Spurrier – recruit you for uf was he the one that was doing your recruiting yeah it was uh, another funny story he came to the house with, i was gonna uh, ask about that because we've heard some house stories here uh, <laughs> so so i get you know I'm, this is in 
think early January, I recall, and I'm working out and my brother calls me at, at Armwood, you know, cause we didn't have cell phones back then. I'm like, what's up? He goes, man, you better hurry and get home. Uh, Coach Furrier's already here. I'm like, what? It's like 5, 5 p.m. So I've come hustling home. I'm all sweaty. I got to jump in the shower. And when I pull up to my house, there's like 50 cars on the street. And every single one of them are either family, friends, friends, like people from high school. And I'm like, my brother Kelly, get these people out. They're all waiting to try to get pictures and autograph with Coach Furry because I guess somehow <laughs> somebody let the cat out of the bag that Coach Furry was coming to my house. It's like so Elvis anyway, in your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. So we get in there. And I mean, Coach is just like, you could tell, knowing him now, like this probably wasn't exactly where he wanted to be, but he's just kind of talking to my mom and we're just sitting there and, and sure enough, like we look out the front window and there's like 10 sets of eyes just looking through our front window in our living room. And I'm like totally embarrassed. And Coach Furrier just kind of takes it like, you know, water off his back, doesn't, doesn't bother him at all. And Coach Frank is just kind of chuckling. So he was uh, he was gracious enough to come to the house. My mom and dad just had a, a big kick out of it. and uh, Something I'll always remember. Nice. What made you ultimately pick Florida? I mean, obviously growing up, uh, a huge Gator fan. I'd I went to games as a, as a little kid. Um, okay. You know, my dad was a huge fan and, you know, uh, he's passed away now, but <clears throat> one of the things he, he told me when I was getting recruited, he's like, Michael, I, I don't care where you go. I want you to go wherever you're happy, wherever you, you know, feel, uh, feel, feel the best fit is. But uh, I just want you to know, it, it would be kind of nice to be able to drive two hours to see you play versus having to get in a plane all the time. So <laughs> I would say some of my dad and then Coach Spur actually said something when I was getting recruited and he said, you know, I use my spur, Michael, where, where are you going to live when you, when you finish playing ball? I'm like, um, Coach, I that don't was know. Good. And he's like, well, you're, you're probably going to live in Florida. I said, yeah, probably will. He said, well, I'm just telling you right now, a degree in playing football from at the University of Florida is going to mean a lot more when you live in the state versus University of Michigan. So that kind of that kind of hammered at home. I mean, not that I was uh, wavering at all, but that was really kind of the the last bit of, of advice that I, I needed to make sure I was making the right choice. Who were some of your favorites? You said you were a fan growing up. Did you have some favorite players? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously Eric Rett, Shane, um, and knowing those guys now, it's just fun to – those guys that I grew up watching um, – Emmett Smith, you know, as a, as a little guy. Um, my favorite Gator of all time is Jason Odom. Um, okay. He's a guy that I just I just looked up to and, and tried to do my best to kind of follow in his, his shoes just because he was obviously, if he's not the greatest Gator alignment of all time, it's got to be him or Lomas Brown. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, just watching those guys and then Kevin Carter, uh, Ellis Johnson, Got, got you know James, my boy James Bates. He's just he he's he's an all time classic Gator. Um, just that tough, hard nosed yeah, kind of guy. Lawrence L Dog Lawrence Wright. I mean that guy just just laying the wood to everybody. Um, Willie Jackson. Um, you know he keep going on, but I just, I just grew up. I mean I I'd sit in the nosebleeds of the North End Zone way up high and uh, and loving every minute of it uh, growing up. So what was the difference? Oh, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say, what's the difference being on the field versus being in the stands? A eh, little bit of a difference. Uh, yeah, I just – it's that just that raw energy. Yeah. And I hope for, for the kids now who are playing, um, 
you know, we've, we've had, had some ups and downs in the last few years of Gator Nation, but I hope for them they can, they can feel that. It's just, it's the best, it's the absolute best feeling, um, from, from an atmosphere that you could, could imagine. I mean, it, it kicks everyone else's tail from LSU to Tennessee to, I mean, obviously a little better than, than Vanderbilt Stadium, obviously, but, uh, yeah. it's just, it's like none other. I mean, you, that, that crowd, um, we talk about the feeding of the energy from them and then the home field advantage. It's, it's 100% legit. I mean, cause we would watch teams come out there and the first 10 plays, you know, they had a little bit of juice and they, they were trying to, to keep it going. And then all of a sudden it was just like somebody just, just hit them as, de- as hard as they could dead in the chops. And then they, figured it out like hey we, we are not in Kansas anymore this is a different place <laughs> I asked that for you know we, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show and we won't talk much about it on this one because the other two guys haven't started it but but Swamp Kings came out and I started I'm about 10 or 15 minutes in and they talk a little bit about that and, and Urban has some talks a little bit about you know playing it at Florida and playing in the SEC it's a different kind of football so was, that's why I was kind of curious what what your reaction was to actually being on the field there and coming out yeah, I mean, um, you know, every game, Aaron Walker and I, you know, we, it was me, Awok, Todd, Brock, um, just just some friends that were friends for life. And every game, Awok and I would split the goalpost and then run into each other as hard as we could <laughs> as we're coming out of the tunnel. And pretty much every game, we would go up to our equipment head equipment guy, Timmy Sane, and he would have his hands out because he either knew one of us had either lost our mouthpiece broken a, a clip on our helmet or needed a new chin strap. And we just tried to kind of get that first hit out of the way. Um, Cause I hated waiting. I, I hated uh, when it wasn't, you know, return team. So it was just, again, something that you won't ever forget the, the feeling, um, you know, first, first couple of games driving in. And <clears throat> I think what they do now with the Gator walk is, is really special. We didn't have that, but we had, you know, our own little deal where we'd come in on the buses and then we'd get dumped off underneath the belly of the stadium with our parents. And I was boohoo crying like a little baby. I mean, it was just <laughs> like this overwhelming, like, holy cow, I'm fixing to do what I, I kind of, as a little kid, sat there and dreamt of doing. And, and here we are. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's like another. And, I, again, I hope for those those guys playing now um, really get to experience that because once, once we get back on top, and I think Billy's going to do a good job, They'll, they'll feel it and they'll feel that energy from the crowd. I have a question for you about um, being a student athlete. Um, John mentioned in his uh, great intro about how um, you were also extremely an academic successful student. We all graduated from UF. Andy was definitely the best student of the three of us, hands down. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm very proud of the degree I have on the wall, but my GPA was about half of what yours was. How in the world did you find the time to excel on the football field, find the time to do so well in the classroom? Clearly, you're getting up at one in the morning eating shakes. Like, when in, when did you have, like, mic time to yourself? Or, like, I, that just doesn't sound like there's enough time in a day for all the things that you must have had to do as a young man, as a student athlete at that time. Uh, it's an easy answer. Her name is Carol Sue Pearson. My mom is five foot eleven, and she's an elementary school uh, principal. So you figure out where uh, her priorities <laughs> lied, right? I mean, I, I didn't have any excuse for kind of just slacking off. Uh, she didn't put up with it, and I'm almost positive if I wouldn't have had some some good grades, my mom would have tried to come up there and get out of school. So I, I just I, I avoided that uh, like 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 a smart guy should. 
but yeah, just my mom. I mean, she, she was a, a career educator. Um, it was important to her and, and she, uh, she was very adamant about taking advantage of, of the opportunity to at a, at a great school. I mean, what, what a, what a privilege to get a degree from UF. Um, and just, I obviously hold that with a lot of pride too. When, uh, you can put that on your resume. What did you get your degree in? Uh, business administration. So Outstanding. just uh, utilizing that as best I can in the, in the real world, as I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> so in 99, you get a uh, first team freshman All-American, right? And you told us about, you know, when you first got there, you weren't sure, you know, that you were going to make it. But now you're being acknowledged, right? Freshman All-American. What's going through your mind, you know, that first year getting that kind of accolade? I think, you know, I mean, for offensive linemen, for us, honestly, because we, we kind of run in that, that, that pack, we were just fortunate. We had some really awesome playmakers um, out there. So so I think not trying to, to downplay any of, of maybe my, my piece in it, but those guys make you look pretty dang good, if, if that makes sense. You know, when, when I don't have to hold up that long of a block in the edge because those guys are running down the field and making plays and, and – uh, Right. You know, stepping out of, of sacks and, and, and holes like that. But I, I just think overall, I think when you've got a talented group of, of people around you, it, it really makes your job easier, um, number one. And then I think, secondly, you, you want to do as best as you can for them. Um, you know, you, you really kind of start developing that brotherhood where you, you want to do well because you know that other guy's depending on you, whether it's the quarterback throwing the ball behind you or EG running up in the hole. Um, and, you know, the guys on the other side of the field, Alex Brown and Todd and Andre Davis and uh, Big Money and, and on and on and on, those guys are doing their part. So you really feed off of that success of, of those guys and kind of living up to that that standard of excellence that, that other people are setting, not only that are on your team, but the guys that did it before you. Was that part of your longevity? You know, not wanting to come out, not wanting to miss games because you wanted to be with kind of your brothers. Was that part of it or was it just luck or was it the weight room or what was it that kept you? I mean, you played a lot of games. Yeah. You know, I I honestly, you know, I I would say luck is always a little bit involved because unfortunately um, luck kind of ran out with with, uh, the NFL. But I think being smart in the weight room and, and putting all your energy and effort into that, I think that's a big key to it. And we had some great strength staffs and, um, uh, Rob Glass, who was who was there my my entire career, he's obviously doing some pretty good things because now I think he's the only strength coach in the country that's I think he's paid a million dollars. So wow, you know, we had some great quality um, strength staff and support. Um, Adrian Melendez, who was who was our uh, head athletic trainer, and Matt Walser, I think Matt's still kind of around. Obviously, Chris Patrick. I mean, those guys just they would get you back out there um and 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 do it in a, in a you know protective way not not throwing you back out there when they shouldn't but just really doing a good job of always having us back and ready to go when we get kind of nicked up and dinged up but you're right i i, I avoided the the big injuries and the injury kind of bugs um and at uf so that that was definitely a benefit so speaking of the weight room is there any uh any stories there any uh, weight room challenges um, other than, than uh, Rob Glass throwing way too much weight on the hip sled and, like I said, me and Aaron Walker and, and uh, our buddy Rob Roberts. So Rob was like the, Rob was like the quintessential um, teammate where, I don't know if you guys remember Rob Roberts, but from Pasco High and 
fullback. Uh, Rob, yeah, Rob came in as yeah. a tight end fullback, uh-huh. and then one spring because we had I think like nineteen linemen go down, he played center. <laughs> so like Rob was just that guy that he would do anything you asked. But anyway, with with the weight room stuff, like Rob's getting thrown in with with us and the linemen because a he was strong enough, but then like if the weight was on there and it maybe was not exactly what he was he should be doing, like he would get under there and. You'd do it anyway. Damn near pass out, and we would just leave him on the ground and walk away and be like, okay, he'll, he'll be here in a second. Like, just keep moving on. You know, working upstairs um, our freshman year in that belly of the stadium and the, and the, the on-ramps or whatever was just miserable. I mean, it's 190 degrees, and you start kind of thinking, man, you know, Michigan might have been kind of nice right now in that weight room. So, <laughs> Mike, let me ask you, you brought up Rob Roberts. Um, let me ask you about that ride you had in the back of his pickup truck in the parking lot Ugh. of the O-Dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we, we can laugh about it now. Um, it was just, I would say, not being a very, as Coach Furry said, kind of being a dumbass. So, <laughs> I, long story short, you know, I, I think some of you guys recall that a lot of us football players rode around in our, uh, our scooters. You know, we thought we were like this, these, these badasses riding around in scooters, but looking like a bunch of circus bears on a tricycle. So <laughs> anyhow, you needed them. There was the only 6,000 spaces for 40,000 students. Those well, things, those things were a lifeblood on right. the campus. Correct. <laughs> that, and then, and then riding your bicycle to, to, class at 300 pounds is, is yeah. not fun so motorized <laughs> motorized vehicles is better so anyway we're on the third level of the parking garage rob and i put our scooters in the back of his truck rob being the smarter guy and one of the smartest guys we know says come on let's get in the front i was like no no i'll sit back here and hold them long story short he's basically firemen carrying me into shan's hospital and i kind of come to and from what we could best understand is i'm six seven standing up there's no roof on the third level of the parking garage this the back of my head collided with a concrete beam in the parking garage oh oh my god and i came to and i mean i've got just obviously i'm covered in blood and i look at rob and i said hey rob i think my nose is bleeding he's like shut up dude like (laughs) so you know i think by grace of god honestly like a Rob was the right guy to to be there in that crazy moment because I think if it would have been me on the other end, I would have probably panicked and just sat there and in shock and and not moved, you know, frozen. But then also we were you know two lights away from Shan's Hospital, right on campus. Thankfully, so I think, yeah. But um, I guess the 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 silver lining of that whole story is I can no longer smell, like I can't smell at all. Wow. So you guys could have some terrible BO you could rip in front of me. Uh, I've, I've never been allowed to claim that I can't change any diapers because I can't smell them. So wow, that was my, uh, that was my saving grace when having three little boys is that, I mean, when you, when I say I can't smell a thing, I, I cannot smell one thing. It was because of the skull fracture. So your nasals uh, aside, how in the world did you come back from a skull fracture so fast? I mean, didn't you started 33 consecutive games, so you didn't even miss a start from that? That's that's yeah, sounds like Terminator kind of stuff. Like, yeah. how is that even possible? Uh, <laughs> I'm a fast healer. I, I really don't know. I, I, I would say, had that happened today, they they may have kind of not that they weren't um, you know caught or, or aware of or being safe, but I don't know. I just I took two weeks off. Um, 
kind of just laid down, rested, and then took another x-ray. And kind of like Billy Bob on, on Varsity Blues, they said they scanned my cat, and I was good. So <laughs> I, went, I went back and uh, just, you know, started working out. I'd, I, I would say, again, a little silver lining. I missed all of two days, so that wasn't that bad. <laughs> Positive line. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't have to do any two days. And, and uh, other than Coach Spurrier, kind of every other day, Mocking, you ever heard of Wally Pip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coach. I, I know who Wally Pip is. Uh-oh. I know, yeah, I know who Wally Pip is. Uh, I love the Billy yeah. Bell reference, though. That's oh. great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you start all 12 games and the Sugar Bowl that year after the, the skull fracture. That's amazing. You win the James W. Kynes Award. They give that, I guess that's like an Iron Man Award. Yeah, I think I – Is that a statue or is that no, a plaque? It's just, what is that? It's just a plaque, but I think I earned that because of the skull fracture. So they, they had to give that to me, I think. Yeah, yeah. well-deserved. Well <laughs> Speaking of plaques, we did a little video thing in the beginning of the show. We got to see what's behind you. And I, I, I was dying to ask this because I was a collector of those plaques. I think John was too for a while. The the ones that show the team yeah. and had the record. Yeah. I have them for like the pros, but we could never find those for college. How'd you find those? Were they made for you? Yeah, so every year, you know, when, when you get your, uh, your, your bowl gifts, um, I think is what they refer to them as, is, is you could pick like, you know, you could get the, the, the $20 watch or you could get, um, you know, the, the, back then the cd player so i just i got those every year um because you know they're pretty slick and obviously <laughs> getting to see some of your buddies that you, you haven't seen in a while or every once in a while you come in come in here and look around and like all right hey i'm i'm not, I'm not that bad of a player you know certain certain points in your career kind of just remind yourself that you, you can do some some pretty amazing things when you just put your head down work hard and and uh, control your attitude and your effort but yeah we they were given out, and you could pick them. So I'm something I've, I cherish a lot for sure. John, did you notice those? I did not, but I remember the one they had in in I think it was Casbors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a wing place that yeah, they all you could eat we were there. Oh, I remember that place. Yes. Yeah, and they had the the Gators team picture plaque up there. I remember yeah. that because, like you said, you couldn't find that anywhere, eBay anywhere. I guess you got to be a player. So I wonder if it was a former <laughs> player. Yeah. I- yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there might be a couple guys who, who didn't have as fun a time as their career. Yeah. Did, maybe to reach out to them. And- <laughs> so you play in the um, the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. in yeah. New Orleans, right against Miami. How was that for you? Because I mean, today in college football, it just doesn't seem there's doesn't seem like as big a deal as it was back then to get into a major bowl like that, unless you know you're playing you know for the title. So back then, you know, starting in a bowl like that, what did that mean to you? Yeah, I think you're right. For us, I mean, I would just, I would just say important. It was, it was one of those uh, pieces of the equation during the season where if you got to when we were there, one of those big BCS games um, or the big four, you know, the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, um, or the uh, Fiesta Bowl, like you basically proved to the rest of the country, like, hey, we were one of the, one of the top, top-tier teams. And so for us, getting to those games was, was, a, was a big goal. Um, and I think now, for better or worse, because of just all the money involved and, and things that are um, kind of pushing all the levers, they're, they're just not as important. But for us, one, it was, it was a, uh, a huge BCS game. And then probably more importantly, we're playing an in-state team in, in the Hurricanes. So that was even, even more uh, of an important kind of um, rivalry piece of the equation. And it was – 
it was awesome playing them. They they obviously won, um, and then the next following year they 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 won it all. But they were a great team, and, and we gave them a run. Um, just kind of had some some turnovers there, costly towards the end of the game. Um, but yeah, it was just a great environment, and, and New Orleans is a is an awesome town and, and fun time for sure. Was that the year of the? The brawl, <laughs> it the was. Kings Gators. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was. Yeah. Were, were yeah. you were you involved in that, or I, did you just sit back and, and watch? I was just tucked <laughs> away in my bed and just just being a good good kid. I, no, I wasn't. Uh, I was not. I was not near the the brawl. Um, that was the brawl year for sure down on Bourbon Street. <laughs> well, in two thousand one, you're named the nation's top offensive tackle by the Sporting News in preseason. So you got to be feeling pretty good going into your your redshirt junior year, right? Yeah, I mean, for us, I think everything was was lining up correctly. Um, you know, I can't recall if we started off one or two. I know we were one, two, or three in, in different polls, and um, just had a lot of, of really good players coming back. Obviously, Alex Brown, I think, um, you know, was was kind of the the tip of the spear for us with him coming back, and just just a great teammate, great player, worked his, his tail off. Obviously, for me was vital in kind of how I developed and, and being able to, to go against him all the time, help, help me to become a better player. But just overall, I mean, I mean, we had Rache, Jabbar, Taylor, um, Rex was coming off a great kind of first, uh, first year when he played, you know, the last six or seven games in, in 2000 and just our defense was awesome. So we, we were set up to have a, a really phenomenal run um, with just the amount of, players that we had coming back uh, on both sides of the ball um, and again kind of started with Alex on defense and, and Rex uh, obviously having the, the year he had in a one was just still I, I said this at our, our Hall of Fame um, night I said this, this should have been the first sophomore quarterback to win the Heisman definitely yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. no doubt about yeah, it you know, get no argument I think here. that was during that yeah I think that was during the, those times in the era in college football where the Heisman was still a little bit more of a career award yep absolutely um and so Eric Crouch and his career in Nebraska, not that he didn't deserve it, but I still say Rex. Oh, yeah. No I, doubt. Outshined him, hands down. You got any good Rex stories? Because we've had a few guys on talking a little bit about Rex. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, we have. <laughs> the, the best thing, you know, the best few things about Rex is he sucked in practice. Okay. I mean, just, and I, you know, I don't know if it's because I, I just always kind of called him Cool Hand Luke. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen that movie, but. Yep. Like nothing phased him. I mean, he was just, he was bulletproof. And I think that's what made him such a great player is because when he went out there on Saturday, you just, it was good to have the, the year before that he, that he played in 2000 and just how, how he showed his talent then. But I mean, you knew it's like, it doesn't matter what he does in practice because when the lights come on, he's just a different dude, man. Like that guy and, and some of the best stories is we come in and, you know, it's hot and, and you know, we're, we're out there and he just like, he's like, Hey, you guys tired? Yeah. And he'd call the, the old blue slide steamers and we're all on the sidelines six seconds later. I mean, he just, he just would dial it up and throw the bomb. And, and obviously Spurs not going to say anything because he's, he's throwing a 50 yard bomb. So who cares? It's not the play I called. I, well, we scored another point. So it's just, he was just, he was, he was the, the funnest uh, teammate because you could, give up a sack or you give up pressure and he didn't say squat. He'd just come up and patch on the back and be like, all right, let's roll. You know, he was just that type of, of teammate. He was a quiet leader. Um, not a, not a big rah, rah kind of guy, but just, man, he, he let us, he let us play and speak enough. He spoke pretty loudly. He could sling it too. Yeah. Yeah, he could. 
Oh. So you blocked for Rex. You had you had Ernest Graham in the backfield. You had Rand Carthon. You had um, Gillespie. Did you prefer pass blocking or run blocking? Did you prefer one over the other, or um, did it matter? It didn't matter. I mean, I, I, I would say obviously in in coach's offense, um, the priority was to to be a better pass blocker because a lot of times our our run blocking were were draw plays where we're just shoving an end up the field. So. I was, I guess I would say I was better at pass pro. Um, you know, as Coach Perry said, Michael's not a tough. You just block the DN. That's all we need to do. So, <laughs> just, you know, my, my job is pretty easy. It, it wasn't, you know, I was telling somebody the story the other day is I learned pretty quickly um, in the team meetings, you know, don't try to argue back and forth with the coach because he's going to have an answer. He's going to kind of get you. And so he says, Michael, how, how many coverages do you think the QB's got to know? I'm like, five, coach. He's like, we got to know 22. And you just got to know one thing, block that guy. That's all I need you to do. So He had a way of simplifying it, didn't he? Yeah. He, I mean, and pretty much what was great about coach is if you did your job, he moved on. Like He didn't, he didn't really bother with you too much. And, and frankly, I don't think he really knew exactly what offensive linemen did other than just need the basketball. That was his whole – this whole phrase but yeah blocking for Ernest, we knew it was going to be more of a power game and then with with rob g in there it was uh, a little more of that kind of uh spread and zone and outside stuff but you know Ernest could could dip it outside too because he was just as fast um and then rob g could get it up in there as well so i mean it didn't matter for who's behind us uh but all, all three of them are great players was there a particular defensive line uh that you felt they just couldn't stop you that like obviously you excelled against everybody but was there a particular sec opponent and don't say vanderbilt because that's not fair uh of, 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 of that just just couldn't stop you like 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 yeah you, you were licking your chops to get out there and maul them for for whatever reason we would just work lsu I, I, I at mean, that time you, you did know, georgia was always pretty yeah i mean georgia was always pretty tough with charles grant and they had um Oh, who was the, other, the guy on the other side? I can't think. But they, Georgia was always, always played as tough. Um, Tennessee with, with Will Overstreet and Big John. I mean, I played with John Anderson in Jacksonville. I mean, that's still one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, Albert Hainsworth, hmm. uh, Al Wilson. I mean, Tennessee always played as uh, very tough. South Carolina, they had some really, you know, John Abraham, um, Trying to think of the other guy. I mean, but, so really, LSU for some reason either our scheme against them just we matched up really well, um, but they just I don't think we ever didn't beat them by twenty one when I played. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. <laughs> and I know. I think my last year, I think we beat them like I don't know, it was forty eight to ten or something stupid. So yeah, LSU was just never. They never gave us a, a very very big fit, and we beat them up there twice. So. Let's talk about your buddy Aaron Walker. He um he texted me today and told me to ask you about the time that they powdered you in your room and you came out like a mad raging grizzly bear. What happened there? Yeah, so you know that, that's that was kind of when I was texting you guys about like the the fun stuff. So yeah, Awok, Todd, and Brock Berlin were like the biggest two-year-olds in the in the world right like <laughs> like n- nothing was good enough for them as far as pranking you like you know uh, the powder thing so we all lived together well i guess unbeknownst to me they would powder what they're talking about powders they would grab a handful of baking flour like just flour 
And while you were in the midst of a deep sleep or nap, they would throw it as hard as they could in your face. And I don't know if you guys have ever done this to anybody, but when it goes in your nose and your mouth, like you feel like you're being suffocated, right? So I'm in my room and I'll admit I'm a little bit of a neat freak. Like I just... Uh, things got to be in order. Like you could ask any of the guys and their mom, why can't you clean the room? I'm like Michael. Like I just, I didn't like living like a pig. Like, and I was maybe the, the, the weird one in college. Like I made my bed and et cetera. But anyway, I'm sitting there and they powder me and I'm <laughs> gasping for air. And I just come up like a, like you said, like a freaking grizzly bear out of hibernation. <laughs> and, and <laughs> he walks like, ducking down like getting ready to, to get cold cocked by me and brock and todd are cowering behind them and he walks like don't do it don't hit us don't like he's giving me all that just calm down just calm and you know i finally just i mean i had this rage running through my eyes and i just basically paused made a u-turn and just walked out of the house and i think i just got in the car and left or something that was just irate but then Cooled off and came back and said, all right, that's pretty good. Did you get so, him back? Well, so that was the thing is, like I said, with with the pranks, you didn't want to get them back ah, because they would never stop. One up like, you. Yeah. I'm going to get you. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to get you back. And then the next time that you're sitting on the, the toilet <laughs> using the restroom, I'm going to come in. I'm going to egg you and throw ketchup on you and syrup Ooh. and stab you with a fork and then i'm gonna you know you don't want to raise the stakes in that one no at a certain point and and brock and todd were kind of the ringleaders is they would play this remember the circus music dude oh yeah yeah oh yeah the greatest show on earth so they they would do that like you'd be riding around campus and they'd start singing that like humming it real loud like oh crap i'm like something's fixing to happen and, and like the next prank so like I, I talked about those scooters yeah these suckers would pick your scooter up and put it in the dumpster next to gator diner <laughs> i'm not kidding and like so you walk out you know you look for your scooter and then all of a sudden you see them ride by and they're doing that stupid song and then you just throw your hands up and you're like oh. and then you'd look around and then they'd always put it in the spot where you'd kind of have to search but then you look over and your front wheel of your scooter is sticking up out of the dumpster, but then <laughs> you have to go in the dumpster and get your scooter out. Oh, man. So, just enough so you can see where it is. Yeah. So to answer your question, like, no, you just let them do their thing because you knew it was just going to be worse and worse. And so you just kind of wrote it out and just said, all right, they'll, they'll get tired this week. They'll, they'll stop doing the prank. So did they ever go too far with anybody? I'm trying to think. Like for them, there was nothing too far. Like, yeah. Like Z- Zadalis one time at a bowl game, they took all of his clothes and put it in their room. And he comes to the door and he's banging on there. He's like, "Give me my stuff! Give me my stuff!" And they open the door and they just had two huge buckets of water and doused them. <sighs> Close the door. So he's out there and he's getting madder and madder. He bangs on the door. He's like, "Come on, come on!" And they're like, "All right, Zach, back up. We'll give you your clothes. Back up. Back up." Well, what do you think happened, guys? He got oh, two no. more buckets of water. Of course water he did. On him <laughs> yeah, and it's just, and we all knew it's like, man, just leave these little two-year-olds alone and they'll, they'll get bored. Like, That's just, some guts. He, he's a big dude. Oh, yeah, exactly. But these guys, they just, <laughs> one, they, one, I guess they knew, well, Brock knew it because he's a quarterback. If you, you hurt the quarterback, that's going to be bad news. And then Todd, he just, 
he was too quick to catch them anyway. So you just kind of <laughs> let them do their thing and keep rolling with it. So, yeah, we, we had some good times, though. Well, three playing years and three-time All-American, right? You were a freshman All-American, and then you were All-American your uh, two other years. I don't think we've had a player on, a Gator great on, that was an All-American every year he played at UF. Have we had anybody else that you can remember, guys? This might be our most decorated Gator. <laughs> it might be, man. That's when you look back at your at your Gator career, at least. I mean, what what does that mean to you to to be? Uh, I mean, an All American uh, every year you play. It's it's definitely special. Um, you know, like I said, growing up, and again going back to Jason Odom. I mean, that was a guy that I just, you know, that that I just wanted to emulate everything he did and and how he played and and how he carried himself and tried to do my best to, to live up to it. And, and fortunately had some, had some, like I said, really good teams and people that again would make your job easier and, and help you shine. Um, and then now as a dad and taking my boys up there to games and some of the stuff that sometimes you can come across or, or people will, will see or recognize. Um, it's definitely special. I mean, it was a, a, a time that I'll, I'll never forget. I'm always grateful for. I tell people that, all the time, I was a Pearson by birth. I was a, a Gator by the grace of God, kind of like Coach always says. Um, you know, it's just it's it's something that that you cherish. Um, you don't take for granted. And kind of what I said earlier is, I just hope and pray that the the guys on the team that that's there now, they hopefully they're having the same experience um, that we all did because it was a just a special place. It's um, something that I'm. Uh, forever, I think, grateful for. Um, just for everything, you know, stuff that you get uh, in your life and opportunities too um, with, with being associated with, with that place. What do you miss the most about playing in college? Uh, probably like most guys in the locker room. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, that, that camaraderie, the, 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 you commiserate um, at certain points, um, going through things uh, that, that, you know, are, are very intimate and, and um, private, but you know that, that they help you uh, in your next phases of life. I think especially, too, with the, the dynamic of a team with, with so many different personality traits, with so many different backgrounds um, from where people come from and, and uh, things they've been through in their life. And then everybody coming together for, for that, that one goal. Um, I think that's the locker room is what you'll miss forever. And, and when you get into what I always say, the real world is, is you try to strive to build that team and that camaraderie and that culture, but there's just nothing, nothing like it, nothing compares to it. Sure. And, you know, and then Gator, Gator nation on Saturday at the, yeah. you know, three thirty on CBS. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's where it's at, dude. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but when we played, you wanted that three thirty CBS game. So that, that's what I loved. Was it hard for Brock to leave? Do you remember? You know, we talked a lot because um, he and I were, were in each other's weddings. We, we go on vacation together still. Um, I mean, I just talked to him two times a day about some stuff we're kind of working through. I, I would say it was hard, like I just mentioned about the locker room, because he, he had some really, really great friends um, at UF. Right. But we all knew at the end of the day – for him, we knew that it was the best move for him. Mm-hmm. I think we... He wasn't going to beat out Rex. <laughs> yeah, and I think even looking back, I mean, who the heck knew that this, this kid from Bloomington, Indiana was going to be maybe the 
Yeah. Number three or two. All yeah. I mean, number two of all time Gator quarterback. With, I, he's number one in my book, but obviously some people may argue. But I mean, you just didn't know that. And, yep. and on paper, I mean, obviously Brock had all the intangibles. Um, and, and I think too, if Rex doesn't play that first, you know, flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Rex played that next game, because you know Jesse got hurt in the Mississippi State game. And then coach decided to start Rex against Auburn the next game. And the guy goes out and throws five touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying. It was a sign of things to come. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying Brock couldn't have done that either. So it's just one of those deals where the opportunity that Rex had, he he took it and never relinquished it. And I think Brock would say it as well on, on, uh, if he was speaking that, look, he just, he took a chance uh, where he could get some opportunity. So. Yeah, I think he struggled with it just because he he really wanted to to do great things at UF, uh, but but he uh, had to get to Miami to, to sure. get an opportunity. He did great things down there. So you've mentioned Brock a few times and friend of the show Aaron Walker. Uh, what other uh, former teammates do you keep in touch with regularly? Yeah, so Todd Johnson and I we actually worked together for for a few years in the med device field, um, and he you know he lives an hour away, so see him quite a bit. Uh, talk to him a bunch. Uh, Rob Roberts. Rob is kind of like our, you know, man of, of many talents and, and he's our, our sage when it comes to uh, what book should we read? What should we be trying to better ourselves with? So he's the guy I go to with, <laughs> hey man, you got any, uh, <laughs> any Ryan Holiday books you can recommend or, or something that kind of keep us, keep us motivated and trying to get better. Um, talk with a lot of guys on our tech strand and then um, fortunately we get to see each other Usually about once a year, and we always try to get up to one Gator game um, where we can all kind of come back, hang out, and uh, I talk with Cooper Carlisle a lot. Um, he's he's been a, a really good influence in, in my life, and just a Cooper's a great um, great mentor, and and owe him a lot because a lot of people don't know this, but my freshman year, um, he was actually the starting left tackle. Yeah, he got and, hurt, and, and you got Ryan, his job, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, well, Ryan Kalick got hurt. Kalick got hurt. That's right. They moved Carlisle. They moved Cooper inside yeah. the guard. And, I mean, I tell him this all the time, and he's, he's so humble about it. And I said, Coop, you know, I owe a lot of the the um, start and success that, that I had because of you because he could have easily, you know, kicked and screamed and said, I ain't doing it. But just the, the type of guy and the man he is, he just – Went inside, and, and I even tell people, I mean, my freshman year, I think every single play, I'm like, Cooper, what do I got? What do I got? So, <laughs> you know, he was just a great, great friend, so I keep in touch with him a lot. Um, James Bates, uh, see Shane every once in a while. Um, Doug Johnson, um, see him up at games and stuff. And then guys like Reed Fleming and um, Matt McCowan, um, uh, Eric Johnson, who, who's a fullback, long snapper, see Jeff Chandler. So just we all keep in touch, and I think we're all, um, again, just part of that that tight, you know, family brotherhood that we had in that locker room, yeah. That's really great to hear. I'm sure one of those guys would be willing to give up that team picture plaque. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if any of those guys do. There may be some others, but I don't, I don't, you know, maybe like our boy Tim Olmstead from the 99 team might not want his data plaque anymore. I don't know. <laughs> you know, when you look back, do you have any favorite plays or uh, maybe, a, you know, a pan- like just a memory that stays with you? Maybe a pancake against, a, you know, a big – big time defensive lineman or any kind of memories that, that stay with you? Uh, 
Two of the most most memorable ones is obviously the catch no catch up in, in Neyland. Jabbar, um, yeah, Jabbar, you know, yeah, which people, oh, yeah. yeah, which people forget the, the 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 very play before we got caught up for illegal formation because we had a tight end that like his hand was maybe half of a length too far up into into the line to for eight. So anyway, I mean, we caught a touchdown the play before, but that play I remember very vividly. And then um, our last uh, game versus FSU, uh, A Walk and I are are doubling up on a D end and I've got him held up and then Aaron just comes and creams him and he goes falling <laughs> like the D end goes falling up over his head and, and there's kind of like a picture where it looks like I'm it looks like I'm picking him up and, and dunking him on his head, but it's only simply because of the momentum and my hands are still with him. So yeah. you know, stuff like that. Like that it's a cool play that I can act like I dumped him on his head, but I didn't do anything other than just Hey, well, I crushed him, and I was able to have my hands on him while the, while the cameraman shot the, the photo. But the FSU games, I mean, obviously because our our trials and tribulations against that, that mm-hmm. group up there up north, you know, we only beat them once, but the, the last one was pretty sweet. Um, so those two games um, stand out pretty, pretty well in my head. And, and my first SEC start um, on the road at LSU up there. You talk about some crazy Cajuns. I mean, those people are <laughs> – they're, they're, they're cuckoo. And, and you've understood the night before the game when our security details, like, guys, don't take your helmets off in pregame. Don't stare, stand near the sidelines. Don't. And we're like, what are they talking about? And all of a sudden, like, they're throwing, like, these batteries and stuff at you. And this is back, obviously, before 9-11. Like, they're throwing little double-A batteries at you. Wow. Like, like you're playing the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, playing in Jacksonville with, with the Bulldogs is always a, a just a – Probably the coolest college environment I've ever been in because when you look down the field, I mean, there's a definitive dividing line between where the Gator fans start and stop. Yeah, that's always cool. So that was just a great yep. experience. Yeah. Let's talk about Jacksonville 2002 NFL draft. Where were you when you got the call? Second round going to the Jaguars? Yeah, so we uh, we had family and friends at our uh, our local Beefo Brady's here in Sefner Armwood. Just a great time. It was, uh, again, kind of that young kid um, experience and, and dream of, man, I'd love to, to do this and play professionally one day. And then to have your name called and, and to get the phone call when you're sitting there around family and friends and, and just thinking, holy cow, I'm actually getting to stay uh, here in the state, um, which was just kind of an added bonus, obviously. So just uh, just an awesome, awesome day, awesome time. Um, Again, one of those moments you just you know exactly where you were and, and who was all with you and, and surrounded you and and, uh, and enjoying the moment. You went early second round. Did you think you were going to go in the first? Was there any inclination you were going to be a first round pick? I mean, five offensive linemen I think went in that draft. Yeah, I think I thought you'd be one of them. You know, I hope for it. Okay, um, but obviously you you don't have a you don't have a huge say in the matter other than I think where where I fell was a was a great spot and. Um, the guys that went ahead of me, they were phenomenal players too. I, I think where I probably lacked um, what what they had is is those guys were behemoths. Like Mike Williams from Texas was like three sixty, and <laughs> Brian McKinney was three fifty, and uh, Mark Colombo three. So I was I was kind of that 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 skinny guy. Um, yeah, compared so, to those guys, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I just exactly. So for me, it was just. Um, I think I fell right where I, where I should have been, needed to be, and and like I said, getting to stay in the state was just was a huge uh, 
huge uh, bonus. And you sort of mirror your Gator career, right? In Jacksonville, you rip off 31 straight starts with the Jags. Yeah. You had a, you had a nice run there for, yeah. for several years. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was all kind of going according to the plan. And then I uh, just had a really unfortunate, nasty knee injury that uh, really was, was really kind of the, the end of, of the of the career. Um, but that, that happens in, in our sport, right? It's nothing – Nothing that uh, a lot of people haven't uh, had happen to them. And, again, I, I I take it from from the perspective of, man, I'm so glad I got to do it versus, man, I, I didn't get to. So even though it didn't necessarily finish and, and all the things that I had hoped for, um, I, I definitely got to do a lot of things that only people get to dream about. So I, so I don't ever look at it with anything but, but just gratitude and, and and uh, a great experience from from my perspective. Who are some of your favorite teammates from the league? Um, you know, Brunel was 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 a great, uh, just a good uh, role model. Um, you know, the, the guy was was consummate pro. Um, you know, when when I got there, he, I think he was the first or second guy to to, to greet me. He, he was very blunt and said, "Look, you know, there's there's some high expectations for you, and and you're going to do it. So don't have an attitude or, or you know, don't." don't think you can't, you know, you were picked for a reason and, and kind of just instilled confidence in you, even if you hadn't earned it yet. Cause I think that was big for him is he wanted you to feel um, confident in your job. Uh, Freddie T, like I said, Mark or Fred, but either one, two or two, one, um, as far as when they can, Fred, Fred was just a great teammate. Um, one of those same kind of like Rex, you know, very um, cool hand Luke and, and didn't, didn't mouth off, didn't yell at his teammates. Um, you know, thank God he could step out of some some missed blocks and then take it to the house because that guy was just just a phenomenal athlete player. I mean, for a man that big to run as fast as he could and to stop on the dime, and he was just Fred Freddie T was awesome. Um, Kyle Brady is one of the funniest people okay, you'll ever meet in your entire life. Yeah, big tight end. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, one of my Still really good buddies, uh, even now today. Chris Luzar, he's a tight end. He, he and I are rookies together. You know, and, and those are probably the, the main guys that, that I still have some some interactions with. Because, you know, in, in the NFL, it's – I don't want to say the locker room is different, um, but the dynamic has a different twist because obviously now you've got money running around. Um, mm-hmm. You've got some either well-paid guys who maybe are – overpaid um and you've got some guys who are underpaid and uh just the whole dynamic with it is a job now it is yeah that was the one thing that that kind of was very shocking to me in my rookie year is that hey this is this is a job now all right 2013 is probably a special year for you right uf athletics hall of fame induction tell us about that day and and what that means to you and your family yeah it was it you know starting with with the phone call um got a call from you know the 352 number and obviously okay hey, I know this is Gainesville so I'm actually at the time um, I was doing medical device sales and I was I was in the OR in the operating room and I see the 352 pop up I'm like oh man maybe st-. so I step You're out in the OR what are you you selling mid-surgery <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so we're, yeah we're actually you know doing a doing a surgical procedure that's and, tenacious um you know yeah. <laughs> so uh See the number. I come out and I said, hello, it's Mike. And it's, hey, Mike, it's Jeremy Foley. And I was like, wow. 
oh crap like huh. yeah you know because you start thinking all right i haven't talked to this guy in a couple of years i didn't take any bags of cash like freddie t and <laughs> for that uh you know we so just not the you know just i'm like what the heck so he's like hey uh what are you doing right now and i'm like i'm just at work jared what's going on and, you know how are you pleasantries and he's like well just wanted to be the first to call you that uh you're gonna be in the uh the uf hall of fame and i just kind of not to not to say you think it's a prank but you just like huh like what did you just say because it's like run that by me again yeah, like what are you talking about like what what hall of fame are you talking about and he just starts laughing he's like yeah he said well, you know you had a panel and you were nominated and da, 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 and just kind of goes through the whole thing and you're just sitting there going like you almost keep going, are you serious like come on man this is this is not so it just it didn't really like sink in until honestly like i got home that day and my wife's like what's going on and i'm like they just told me i got in the hall of fame so i was just i'm still even now kind of it's um again being a being a gator fan growing up watching that team um you know when you're there at school and, and you go up into the north end zone and touchdown terrace as, as i'm sure you guys have been up there and the faces and the plaques on that wall you you let yourself kind of walk around every once in a while and you know i guess daydream would be the only word you could kind of describe it hey could, could i ever get up here on this wall or could i do something that would warrant me being up there and you had to think you had a shot i mean you were an all-american every year you played you know well you know to be honest i did it's tough to do better than that <laughs> you know because I, I think one you know offensive line maybe the way we think we're like you know we're, we're kind of like mushrooms just keep us in the dark and feed us you know what so we're just, <laughs> we're just i never heard that before that was you know, <laughs> yeah i just i i don't know i didn't ever i didn't ever think of myself in the same regard as as those people are, and i still don't to be honest like i think you know, just just this is it's an honor and, and something again that I, I have a, a deep respect for, for the other people that are in there. And uh, every year, it's 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 really cool for me to like see the the guys that are that are going in and, and some of the guys that I played with, you know, like Jabbar and Kiwan. Um, got to go in with with Rex. Um, so that those are some kind of special things that those guys like I hundred percent have no doubt. Like, hey, they're they belong in there and and. Um, Again, not trying to over humble myself with it, but just just a great honor. I'm, I was thrilled to to do it, and then the the ceremony again. You know, with the friends we talked about, like A Walk, Todd, you know, Rex, um, Rob, you know, all these uh, Fred Calinoni that that played baseball at UF, and I were good buddies. My family was there, and just uh, just a great honor that uh, you know. And, and what was really cool for me is my my two older boys were old enough, um, so they were there with me. So that was always something I think is cool because they remember that and, and uh, that special part of that ceremony and, and that day. How old are you boys now? My oldest is 16. Uh, McLean, he's, he's, he's got into the running stuff. Like, I don't know where the heck he got that from. <laughs> runner across country, all that jazz, like kids and animal. And then my ninth grader, uh, Mitchell, is a uh, freshman on the football team. And uh, he just had his first start last friday at center um he's, he's six foot 150 pounds soaking wet so he's a big <laughs> big animal but he uh he, he's he's caught under the football bug and then my my we still call him our baby but the little guy is seven years old and he looks like he's about 13 so nice he's gonna be the uh he's gonna be the big one i think of the three um 
So his, his name is Major. So he's pretty major. He's just keeps us on our toes and his older brothers dump them in the bed like they're in a WWF uh, wrestling match. They powder them up? Uh, they, they do pull pranks on them, and I think my mom says he acts just like I did, and I, and I see the responses that those other guys are telling you about because my, my little guy like comes at him with some rage in his eyes. So he, he, he pushes back against his big brothers. Man, it's your birthday today, Mike, and I was trying to get my wife to come in here and sing you happy birthday Marilyn Monroe style. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeah. You gonna stuff her in a but, cake? Uh, I don't think she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna do it. <laughs> All right, Mike. So we usually end the show in a bit, and since it's your birthday, I'm gonna let you pick. We've never done this before. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We do a, a five for five. We do a Mount Rushmore. We do a build an ultimate dog. Uh, which one would you want to do? Let's try to build a dog. All right. That sounds kind of kind of different. Yes. You want to build an ultimate dog on the O line? Yeah. Last time we did this, Lido took over and uh, made <laughs> totally made up his own rules. <laughs> so we could either give you the characteristic, right, like power, speed, okay. whatever, footwork, or you could just piece part your ultimate dog at O line yourself. Oh, I think we should go like like a like the sexiest O line. You know, now you're talking you know, like, sexiest. You know, like because all of us, we all think we're we're pretty. You know, in, in some form or fashion. So I would I would have to say the 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 best legs um, would definitely not be me because I look like an ostrich. Um, so maybe best legs I'll give to uh, I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Eric Strange, but he had some great calves. Um, <laughs> Best arms, like you, like you know, guys are just like we always call them the all body team. Like, man, when these guys are, yeah, you know, so best arms would probably be Zach Sedalis because he freaking was just massive. Um, okay. we booked him for a show, he's gonna be on the show soon. Future friend of the show, Zedalis, yeah, next month. There we go. Zedalis will, will, will he'll, be a, he'll be a fun one because Zach is you got to tell us some stories about him, uh, offline so I could bring it That's up. right, you got to prepare us for some questions so we can catch him <laughs> off guard. I'll one some of them we can't talk about online anyway, but uh, <laughs> best hair would probably be Ben Brown. And these are guys that you know, maybe you guys do or don't recognize, but Ben had just some great poofy hair. Um, and probably best, best ass was Kenyatta Walker, like his ass was like, I don't know, like. Put like three or four people's asses together, and that's how big Kenyatta's ass was. So it helped him get the job done. The sexy dog. Oh, one hundred percent. That's why that guy was just a great player, uh, one of the all-time greats too. He just was so powerful. So that would be kind of the, the sexy O lineman, and then the sexy dog. You know, the player-wise, obviously you got to have Jason Odom, Lomas Brown, uh, Zimmerman, um, Jeff Mitchell. Good one. And gosh, who, who else? I'm, I'm going to miss somebody that's going to be mad I didn't put them in. But you can pick a Shannon Snell. And Snell, yeah, yeah. Well, Shannon, yeah, Tampa guy. So I'll, I'll throw him in there. That, that few, and then <laughs> and then Max Starks, who's the biggest human being uh, in the, on the face of the earth. So I mean, that's how you would make a great offensive lineman. Put put all those bodies together. All right, Mike Pearson, man, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on with us. Three time All American. You played three years there uh you were there for four left your stamp on a legacy at the university of florida uf hall of famer thank you so much for taking the time to do our show man it's been a blast thank you mike i love it guys thanks for having me and uh, go gators go gators man once again a guy that you know it just feels like could have been one of our college buddies at uf 
Now he's our buddy, and we went to the same college. Can we still say he's our college buddy at UF? <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't know. He's a three-time All-American and UF Hall of Famer, and we're just us. So We are us, and that's okay. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing uh, public service for Gator Nation, bringing them all the Gator greats with, with some awesome stories and stuff that you've just never heard before, and it's pretty cool that we get to do it. Yes, that was he's cool. up there with this Spurrier impression too. He's that was a good there. one. Yes, yeah, he had a good one. Oh, he had some good he ones. Did. He did. Not just the impressions, yeah. but like the stuff Spurrier said, yeah. well, man, just hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Reminded me of the Judd one. Don't miss. <laughs> he just makes it so easy. You tell these guys stuff that's like, all you got to do is all you do is block that one guy. You block the one guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, guys, let's get right into our two bits here. Oh, boy. Um, There's a lot to choose from today. That was a good one. There's a lot to unpack there. I'll go first since you guys are... Who's first? Taking too long. Do you guys take notes during the show, or do you just immediately think and and pick off the top of your head? Because this seems like... As David Lee Ross says, I got my pencils! (laughs) I'm always ready for I do both. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It kind of depends on the interview. Today, I just remember it, because it's it's a great movie, and it's the... (laughs) It's the Varsity Blues reference to Billy Bob after he had the, the skull fracture. Oh, yeah. And and now he can't smell. Um, yeah. But, man, wow. the, the Billy Bob reference was great. They scam a cat. <laughs> I can play. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So that, that's mine. You, you had a cat scan. <laughs> you have a brain. And it works. So that's mine. The, the, I mean, that was a crazy story, though. I mean, that, standing up in a truck in a parking garage. That actually and, was the biggest takeaway from the sto- for his interview for me, too. What, what a dreadful experience that must be. I be. I'm six foot five, not quite as tall as him, but I bang my head everywhere, ceiling fans, doors. I mean, I just do. Doing that on the back of, of a vehicle with a cement pillar, like, <sighs> I, it's amazing. It's, and he didn't even miss a game. I, I mean, God. That's crazy. And even, you know, losing smell notwithstanding, uh, he graduated uh, academic. Uh, Imagine how smart he could have been if he didn't hit his head, right? Good golly. (laughs) SEC academic honor roll. That's that's what I was going for. Yes, very impressive. Yeah, that was when you mentioned riding in a pickup truck. I had no idea. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be some funny story. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I had a message Aaron Walker earlier and said, hey, you got anything I should ask uh, a mic tonight? And he gave me those two tidbits, and that was one. Uh, okay. Pickup truck. Right. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's some fun story of them. Well, shout out to friend of the show, Aaron Walker. Thank you for uh, helping us get to the yeah. inside that story there. Yep. My two bits. So, Sid, you're, you did your two bits, right? Uh, does that count? I kind of just piggybacked on Yeah, that counts. Oh, okay. I've been Wally Pipped. <laughs> <laughs> the show ran long, Sid. Sorry. Okay. Edit um, me out. I'm okay. fixing it in post. <laughs> All right. My two bits is that he was all state, all American, all world in high school. He red shirts, doesn't think he's going to be good enough to make it at UF, right? So he's on the scout team for a year. And all he does in his next three years is earn all American accolades every year he played at UF. It's just, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, you know, the work he must have put in to build his body, to do what he needed to do to compete with a program like UF and the other linemen that were there and they brought in. And he did it. And he did a damn good job because now he's in the UF Hall of Fame. So um, I just think that's uh, that's pretty damn spectacular that he was able to do that. So 
That's my two bits. And how. All right. And it's a small world that Hutch right. was his, his sponsor up at Michigan. Right. Yeah. Small world. Absolutely. Makes sense, though. Another offensive lineman. Yeah, makes sense. All right, guys. Well, the schedule is getting loaded up again. Just got another confirmed date. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Super producer. Appreciate it. <laughs> Super producer. So now... Oh, my gosh. He's texting me all these phone what? numbers. They're gonna think they're gonna take out restraining orders on me. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> all our potential Gator great guests. Um, you know, there are some we're really trying hard to get. And um everything's falling into place, man. We've gotten some really good ones. We've got some really good ones on the way. Uh just go to all for the gators podcast.com. Four is the number four. You can see all our scheduled guests, the dates, and you can listen to any show you want. Any show we've ever done is right there on the webpage as well. Um, all for the GatorsPodcast.com. Guys, man, I wouldn't want to do the show with anybody else. How about that? Well, thank you. It's good to know. All right. Likewise. Well said, yes. sir. Well said, sir. I'd like to say to be a little quieter at times. But I have other to than say that, that's not the first time somebody <laughs> has said that to me. <laughs> don't you have to get to your Tinder date? What's going on? Uh, I, I don't kiss until. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go Gators. Go Gators. He's going to go watch Swamp Thing. Swamp I, Thing. Swamp Thing. Heather Locklear. <laughs> that Swamp Thing 2 actually is with Heather Locklear. It's it's Adrian Barbeau's and the first Swamp Thing. That's not how you refer to your Tinder date, is it? Oh, God. I, I get it. Don't kiss and tell. <laughs> all right. All right. Go Gators. <laughs> go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.